good afternoon. Hi, and welcome to episode... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're really out of disjointed. Out of disjointed. Out of disjointed. <laughs> we're in a bit of a mess. When it... We are. Things have got super busy for us it's for the last nuts. few weeks. And uh, yeah, it's really difficult to keep the podcast going. We, we always used to see in like podcast groups, didn't we? I don't know how you do it. And we only do one a week. And how do you do it? And we were like, suckers, we do one every day. <laughs> and now we're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, so apologies again. I apologise the last one as well, which is just <laughs> poor going, really. Um, but yeah, things have gone absolutely nuts. Um, so if you're uh, if you listen to our last one, whatever number that was, <laughs> I think it was one hundred and four. I think it was I, 104. I have a feeling we're on one hundred and five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so since then, things have moved even more. We've started recruiting. We were indicating that we might be recruiting for our businesses. And uh, for Smiley Booth, a new member of staff started today, yep. which is great. And we've got more staff coming on board for our events-based business, Smiley Booth, which is great. And um, our software-based company is just running, which um, which is going crazy. Which yep. is heading good. for a big launch. Big launch, yeah, which we'll be <laughs> telling you a bit more about. But enough of that. What are we talking about today? Copycats. Copycats, okay. <laughs> so you probably haven't seen it because you, you've not been, um, got your, like your head up for air. I, I can't even uh, Wow, yeah, this is how good we are on podcast. <laughs> I've not been got my head up for air. Okay. You've not come you up wanted for to air say, from the uh, laptop. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were going to say you've had your head up your backside. <laughs> That's what I was trying not to say. <laughs> Hence why it all came out backwards. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so you've, you've not been in the no for a i've literally just been world. in planning planning building and just mapping everything out haven't we yeah and uh we've either been in zoom meetings or just planning constantly yeah. haven't we so so you've missed caterpillar gate what the hell's caterpillar gate <laughs> so marks and spencers have a chocolate caterpillar cake Okay. And Audi copied their chocolate, called Colin the Caterpillar. And Audi copied it and came up with Cuthbert the Caterpillar. Right. And M&S weren't best pleased, so they sued <laughs> Audi. Sued them? Yeah. Over a chocolate cake? Yeah, for um, for um, IP and, and all of that kind of stuff. Copy Over a Caterpillar cooked chocolate cake? Yeah. Um, right. But it's taken to Twitter and Audi have been quite funny with it and got lots of like <laughs> memes and stuff like that. So, um, and well, it's not like M&S is uh, uh, known as chocolate caterpillar well, makers, this is, is the point it's really interesting that you say that because um m&s can only win the case if exactly that yeah if, if they if, can demonstrate yes yeah. like they've built a reputation in their business on building chocolate exactly. this is the most ridiculous and that's <laughs> this is a genuine thing you're not yeah. making it up no 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 not at all no it's huge it's it's all over twitter and it's in all the papers really? and it's completely yeah, past it's been by. this big thing okay. but i mean that's part of it though right that the, the two companies have uh generating loads of press off the off the back of it of the like these twitter arguments they keep well arguably it's like m&s could arguably be more more savvy than audi in that basis by thinking okay how can we what the fact that they profile? yeah well, yes it's a dangerous game though right because it's as you say because they're coming off worse they're coming off of this kind of like stuffy brand that's been like, don't don't copy my caterpillar. What a waste of time! What a waste of time and resources. To <laughs> well, chase this is it. the thing because all the other supermarkets, um, Morrison's got Mori 
uh, or Morris or something Are like they? that. And yeah, Tesco's has got another one. How do you know all this? Because I've been doing the research for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because like, it's not anything we've ever discussed. No, is it? no. But, um, but I, I mean, my opinion of M&S is that they've always kind of bought out their own version of other things anyway, um, a yeah, lot yeah, of the yeah. time that you, that you see in brands. But, but Audi, I mean, Audi are quite known for copying stuff. Really? Um, yeah, and, and coming out You keep with trying to get cheaper. me to go to their shop here and it drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, I mean... There's that famous phrase, isn't there? Um, Talent borrows and genius steals. Um, I've not heard that. Yeah, it's, you know, copying to a point, um, and and I'll kind of elaborate throughout this podcast on what I mean by to a point, is genius because you're innovating based on something else that's already successful. Yeah. Right? You're taking, I mean, um, Apple, they didn't invent phones tablets computers they were all around but they just came and did it better and did it their way well that is their um so i follow a few kind of techie guys online and um like who do all these kind of review things and everything else and i as you know i don't buy apple stuff Mm -hmm. right in fact i don't think any of my stuff's apple no, no, no. You had Apple once, didn't you? You had an iPhone for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, but I appreciate Apple. Yeah. Like, I've played with the idea of going... That the only reason why I don't use Apple is because I just cut their UX like for their laptops and stuff. I feel retarded when I try and use it. <laughs> like, going from Windows, I'm yeah. like, nothing's where... And in fact, you've got an iPhone 12... I always get a really itchy nose when we do a podcast. Do you think it's like a nervous twitch? twitch? Yeah. Like, itchy. Lee's always scratching. He's like, looks like I've got a cocaine habit or something. Um, yeah, I haven't, by the way. Anybody who's watching the video thinking, yeah, you always look a bit weird. Um, but you've got an iPhone 12 and I have problems using it. Yeah. Going from my Samsung and yeah. things like that. Anyway. The point is, even though I don't have any of the stuff, I appreciate their stuff. And I and I watch reviews on their stuff. And a lot of these kind of Apple fanboy type channels, yeah. I will watch some of that. Yeah. And they have said on a number of occasions when, they're, um, when Apple releases a new thing, they have said on a regular time that they're never first. They're always after the fact. But you know that when they do bring it out, it'll always be a bit better. Yeah. It'll always be more refined. It'll, they'll take their time on getting it exactly how apple would like yeah. have the apple touch mm-hmm. so they've just released i think literally in the last few days of us doing this podcast is it the tag what are they called what oh they the say? um the like tracking tag things tracking tag yeah. things yeah that's literally been announced within the last few days and like they've been around for donkey's years yeah. it? tiles or whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah. user um so they tile must be just like oh give it a break <laughs> but um but they, they fundamentally do the same thing, but with an Apple spin. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're right. It's, and, there's, I th- and we're great believers in, try. we've been first to the market. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. But I mean, even that, we, you know, with the photo booths, we brought the idea back to the UK, but we didn't dream that up. We saw it in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just know. nobody in the UK was doing exactly. it. So, so it looked like we were first to the market. First, yeah. we created this innovative solution, but... We just saw it somewhere else and brought it to them. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think having like innovative elements and putting your own stamp on it, it it's, it's like it's the difference between copying and modelling, isn't it? I mean, to me, copying is a carbon copy. It is a clone. It's a replica. Well, it's a, in business, there's a legal term for that called passing on. Yeah. Which I should imagine what M&S is trying to... Yes. Like trying to get... Yeah. 
uh, is saying that you're passing off. Well, also because it's um, with M and S, it's also this misrepresentation. What they were saying in their their legal case is that if somebody has an Audi cake and they don't like it, they're going to associate that with their M&S brand. And it's, and it's obviously a much cheaper brand, so it's not using the same chocolate and That's all sorts ridiculous. of things. That's like saying all chocolate's the same. Yeah, I guess. When it's not. No, but well, this is the thing, because like, um, Hotel, Cho- Hotel Chocolat, Chocolat, I can't remember which supermarket it was now, I don't it may have been Audi again, or it may have been M&S, but they had an issue with, with a supermarket that was copying their brand of chocolate. Um, and again, the way it looked and, and things well, like Hotel that. Well, Hotel Chocolat, some of their branding did look very M&S-like. Well, Do you remember their then. packaging and stuff? Yeah. I might be completely wrong and someone's screaming at the thing, <laughs> but I'm sure I remember that the branding was not dissimilar. I, get, I, suppose, I suppose the other thing that we forget is companies like M&S and that are in IP arguments all the time yeah like this is just a high profile one yeah but there and it seems like to me it seems ridiculous but yeah. for them it's it might be number 50 case number 50 yeah. for 2021 for them but this right? is the thing you've got to be i think i mean forget the big companies because we're not you know our audience is very unlikely to be the managing director of MS. <laughs> you never know he's <laughs> getting advice from us but what i'm saying is as a small business I see a lot of this in groups, um, especially on Facebook groups where, you know, oh, this person's just copied my way my website looks and this person copied. And, and I completely agree. If somebody is out and out taking your copy, which has happened to us on several occasions, and they've literally shoved it on their website. Well, with Smiley Boo, yeah, that was hilarious. Like three or four times with us. Yeah, we had, we had people that were like not very far away. I'd say like 50 miles down the road mm. from us. And they would literally just take... The, co- the copywriting from our website and put it on, our, on theirs. Yeah. And they were selling the same service, right? So in one instance, the guy actually took our name mm-hmm. and, and the copywriting was presenting it as himself. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, and, and that's different. That is being a carbon copy. That is trying to be you. Well, that's um, passing off. Exactly. That's what that legal term um, means. And, so that's, that. and that's different. If somebody's doing that, then absolutely. But again, you still don't need to kind of go ballistic about it. A lot of the time it just involves around just Give, send them an email and say, oi, stop. <laughs> and they normally do. Um, well, and a lot of the time, um, like, you're pretty... And if you're a business owner listening to this and you do that, then and I'm going to upset you now, then... then well, it's so just like, Yeah, to, to me, yeah. You're, you're the calibre of business owner that you are, that you need to do that. Like, that's, that's not... Like, you shouldn't be in business. Yeah. Like, you should have... You should either find the resources or develop the resources to to do that to create something unique yourself. You shouldn't have to rip off some other person's yeah. hard work ever. But if it's a concept, then I'm afraid it's just hard luck <laughs> because yeah, that's the way of the world. You know, people um, took. There's fo- no, but it's not the same family that have been cutting hair for 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 yeah. the last hundreds of years but like, it's, it's not just that like people well, took photo booths again. Did you hear that? and they put them <laughs> and put them in in vehicles you know because you can get like taxi photo booths and camper van photo booths and and then people took photo booths and put them by, behind mirrors which actually was my idea um yeah <laughs> and you you and that became mirror booths but it's a concept people you people are going to take those ideas and they're going to mm. run with it if you've come up with a good idea you cannot protect that and be that's my idea only and nobody's ever going to well, make these again. You want people to be inspired and run with it. Yeah. You want, like, I get it. There's a fear of, um, oh, wow, we've created this product or service 
and they're going to eat up all the market. Mm. Well, it's unlikely they're going to eat up all the market. You know, yeah. the, the, the chances are that they, you, in most cases for small business, in most cases, all they're really doing is helping you get the message out that your service exactly. or product exists. Yeah. It's, and your job is to create something that's better than what they're creating. Exactly. And that, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Like, I see people get really hung up on it in groups when somebody's copied their you know, way of doing things or, mm. or it looks similar or whatever. And, and I, I, there's three things I'd say to that. You know, one, that's life. That's what's going to happen. Um, two, be flattered by it. It means you're doing something right and people want to, you know, emulate what you're doing and model what you're doing. And three, use it to your advantage. You know, piggyback off their audience. Yeah. If they do, if they are doing it a bit too blatantly, call them out on it publicly, yeah. um, or do what Audi did and get very tongue in cheek and have some fun with it. You well, know? and there's a lot more to business than just like a product, a service, a piece of marketing, yeah. a piece. Like people get really hung up on like one aspect of a of a business, and uh, like. I suppose that's the thing where they go on about USPs, like what's your unique selling point all the time? And they go, they they bang on about that yeah. all the time. And it's like someone creates this, well, mine's in purple. And it's like, yeah. and they make a big deal of, yeah, that's why mine's and this kind of stuff. And then some other bugger does it in purple as well. And it's like, oh my God, my USPs disappeared. And, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I can't now compete. It's like, well, if that's one thing you're doing, it's like your whole business is all about how you execute on every aspect of your yeah, business. Exactly. It's not just, okay, well, you can just cut great hair. And I'm going to keep going hairdressing, sorry. <laughs> and cultivating an audience that, you know, that is your, that your brand speaks to. I mean, if you go yeah. back to the supermarkets, a lot of the time it's unlikely that devout, 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 devout M&S people are going to go, oh, I've seen that cake in Aldi. I'm going to go over to Aldi to get it. And vice versa. Well, no, no, they might. Because they have their own... But they, do, do, yes, there's people that shop at both, but there's also people that really like the experience of going to oh. M&S and really like the experience oh, of Oh, I see a point. It's, it's they unlikely. have their own customers. Yeah, it's unlikely that an M&S is an Aldi shopper and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're two very different audiences. Yeah, and I think that's the case with, with most things in, in business. Cultivate your your clients you know your your um what's the word um ecosystem your your culture. yeah but isn't the problem here um that they're probably made in the same bloody factory wasn't there an issue well, that's with... the misrepresentation thing that's what mns are saying that they don't want people to think the product is the same because there isn't it because we did see that in a supermarket chain recently it was highlighted in a not recently it was probably ages ago now but i remember they had Missed the factory had placed the wrong labels on. Yeah, yeah. And I it had that. it had one supermarket's yeah. a cheaper supermarket brand brand yeah. branding on the back of the box. Yes, I remember that. And it I was being sold was, in something yeah. like it could be Waitrose, whoever. I think it was. it was Waitrose, but I can't remember what the other one. Yeah, was. so I mean, maybe there's there's a complication there yeah. in that. Well, actually, it's the same product. You're just buying the brand. Yeah. And you are getting the same product. But isn't that what brands are? That not that what you spend all your money on? You're trying to create a certain Feeling, feel yeah. and, um, yeah, just... Well, they are, I think, when they get to that stage. Yeah. When, where the brand is... They, I think there's certain niches and there's certain things that you can do where you're continually... 
it's very difficult to replicate what you do mm-hmm. because of the expense or the the niche that you're in. It's like that's what you're associated with as that brand, mm-hmm. right? Because there's certain techniques that you do that are so like there's a watch brand, right? That I was looking at the other day. You were going, that's, that looks like a tinker toy watch that I had as a kid or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? I was showing that. And it turned out the watch was worth like three quarters of a million pounds yeah. or something nuts. And the reason why it's so expensive is they don't just like make the watch. They make the machines that make the bolts that make the watch. Yeah, yeah. So you're paying for all of these, the expense of yeah. creating the thing, which is a bit ridiculous really, yeah, you know, yeah, when yeah. you really sit back and think about it, but that's what you're buying. So... But the problem with brands like M&S and all this kind of stuff, they create this experience, if you like, this feeling. Mm. But on the other side of it, they've got these cost-cutting exercises yeah. and chasing re- like reduced resources, I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. with these huge grade factories that produce the food that then effectively are just chasing to but produce it for Audi or M&S. But or, it's more than the food, though, isn't whether it? Whether they do that or not. It's the, the feeling as you walk into the store. It's, it's Yeah, it's a whole shopping experience. Exactly. That's the difference. Yeah. yeah that, that well, there's an expectation when you go into an M&S yeah. that, oh, the food's going to be really good. Yeah. But not yeah. just that, but how it's laid out. And mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, the, the waitress where we used to live was a nice experience to shop. Yeah, Whereas when you went to Little or Audi, you know, you've got to pull through all the bins and try and find out what's yeah, what. Yeah, you do. Do you yeah. see what I mean? It's, it's a, a different... go sort it out yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a different experience. So I think that's, I mean, cars copy each other all the time. Everybody does it. That's how we kind of innovate. Um, I mean, Mark um, Ronson did a, um, uh, you know, the music producer, did right. a, a TED talk and, and he was talking about sampling and he was saying that um, all we do is we take something that we love and we build on that. Yeah. And and that's what, you know, huge amounts of songs are built on. They're built on a, a riff or a particular lyric or whatever it is. And they've taken that and they've expanded it. Yeah, agreed. I, I think, the, well, Christ, if you look at Smiley Booth, Photo Booth High, right? So that's a business that we've had now for 12, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it's 2008 years, totally. So, um, and that, the photo booth, a photo booth had been around for de- a version exactly. of it, decades yeah, exactly. before. Yeah. Um, and when we saw it in the States before bringing it to the UK, because we, we saw it at a wedding, it only been around like a year or two in the States, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was just starting to creep around, creep out there. Um, might be a bit longer than But the actual probably. thing has been around since like, what's the first one? Like, maybe? No, it's like 1918 or 1928 no. or something. Like really? really, really, really early. Like was a, there literally a man Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was. Okay. <laughs> but the point, yeah, so I suppose that's an iteration of. And then even though, I mean, even today's photo booths that our franchisees get to deliver events with, they're, a, they're a light years ahead of anything that we were doing in 2008 in terms of the technology and everything yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. And that gets iterated year in, year out. Yeah. And our view with Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire is always to be at the bleeding edge of, like, the tech and the design and all that kind of stuff on behalf of our clients. It's like we're the experts to deliver the the great experience for you by translating this tech into a usable service. Yeah. That's how we kind of see the business, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. In our, and for our franchisees. So yeah, I mean we're we're quite relaxed. I mean, for example, our software company, um the say it company is currently being rebranded and everything into video works and um which is being launched in beginning of July. Mm-hmm. Um but when we look at the marketplace for tech companies and everything yeah. else, 
we're like, hmm, they're kind of going down the road that we'd like to go down. And oh, but we could do it better there. And we could do this. Oh, they, there's a couple exactly. of areas that we could do yeah. better there. And it's all about translating that into the user experience, isn't it? Absolutely. So that they're, and it's our investor into that company. He's constantly sending us stuff. What do you think about this? And what yeah. do you think about that? And which our, could be accused as copying, but I don't. I don't see it. That well, no, because we still got to build it. We've yeah, and you're innovating it. within it. You're just taking inspiration from what other people are doing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and our, the our old selves, mm-hmm. like pre. 2008 I'd say would have been very nervous mm. like the moment we'd seen competition we'd have been like <gasps> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no should we go into that market should we do this and all this kind of stuff but what we learned with Smiley Booth Photo Booth Hire is because we were the first or at least one of the first Photo Booth Hire companies that in the UK nobody knew what the hell we were trying to offer them so uh, and in fact um, my investor turned around to us for a software company and he said, your main competition isn't your competition that you think it is. Your main competition is people not knowing. Yeah, yeah. That's your biggest competition. And I was like, that's the problem we have with Smiley Booth. People yeah. just didn't know what we were doing. And that was so hard to get that yeah. moving, wasn't it? Well, people don't realise just the sheer number of people there are. Yeah. You know, there is more than enough people to buy both Caterpillar cakes. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. And, um, I mean, I guess there's the argument that you, by being really ruthless with copyright... I mean, Disney is an example. I mean, they're as big as it gets and they are extremely ruthless on it. Well, they will chase anyone. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how big your company is. doesn't matter if you're... how small your company is. doesn't matter if you own a hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I've not got it in for hairdressers. If this is the first episode you ever listened to, for some reason, I always reference hairdressers. Well, there was a nursery, wasn't there, with... um, with uh, Disney where they just painted a... um... Now, be careful here. You think there is... Well, do we actually know that's the case? Yeah. You know this is fact? Why? Are they going to come after well, me? They might. They might be like, you, this, you were saying this <laughs> on this podcast But there was a mural episode. painted in a nursery. Right. And, and supposedly, there we go, Okay. Uh, Disney went after this nursery just for painting a mural with Disney characters in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so... we have heard, and whether they're kind of scare stories, like generated by yeah, 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 like like Disney company, to, yeah. Yeah, to scare small business off from doing it. But we have heard stories of small, very small to micro-sized businesses being absolutely hauled over the car. Oh, I saw and a great, um, a lot of money. April Fool on this. It was in a podcasting group, and the podcaster had had, had put up a, a letter uh, that looked like it was from Disney, saying, "I've just had this letter. What do you think I should do?" And it was referring to um, the uh, American presidents. Right. Um, that they talk about on this podcast because they're in the Disney Hall of Fame. <laughs> and they were like, you can't talk about these people because they are in our Hall of Fame. And, and I was reading it going, no. Yeah. And then I suddenly was like, it's April the 1st. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a great, a great one. But it, it, it was kind of a, a nod to how ruthless they can be. Yeah, I think, I think you can get really... So you can get very precious about intellectual property... As a small business owner, yeah, in that you think, oh, someone's going to rip me off, or or whatever it is, and it's like the reality is, if you work on the framework, that nobody cares. Like nobody has heard of you. Nobody gives a toss what you do well, or no, don't, I don't do. Think it's that. In most cases, until you get big, and then when you get big, it's a like it's a case of part of your systems and processes is IP protection, yeah. and you will have specialists either outsourced or directly employed within your company. And their job 
is to cover off IP protection because yeah. that directly relates to the value of your brand. Because that's why M&S or any of these companies like Disney and that lot get really aggressive about it is because by someone ripping them off, it's not just, oh, that nursery, it's not just a, oh, they shouldn't have it on their wall. It's like that forms part of our brand valuation yeah. and our brand valuation is what's included in our share value yeah. and everything else. And and if you devalue our brand, that has a massive impact across yeah. the board. But going back to what you said about nobody cares, I don't think that's true because I, th- I think it's the opposite. You will be copied and um, as a small brand. People, if you're doing it right, you will be copied. Yeah, yeah. well... But- yeah, but, you, but you, I you're mean, making have, a lot of noise. Well, no, we've been copied four times, Lee. Yeah, that's true. Okay. In and sometimes in you know exact detail and yeah, the guest books. True. We were first in the UK to do guest books. Now everybody does it. Yeah, that's you know, true. Be, that's for a smiley people. Yeah, you if you wondering. will get copied, but it's it's about taking that and 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 using it to your advantage. Yeah, you know, using it using their audience to leverage what you're doing or. Um, being tongue-in-cheek about we used to have it our or sales going packages, a step above that, you know? We used to have our sales packages ripped off all the time yeah, for Smiley Beans. Exactly. It was like, we, could, we would spend, and it is annoying. It, it, it's it annoying, is, but I think it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. you don't relax and think, oh, I've, I've made it now, I've done this, and this is all perfect, and I'm never going to change a thing. <laughs> because somebody comes along and copies it, and you think, oh, great, now I've got to innovate again. Yeah, but yeah. it keeps you moving forward. Well, that's why it's important to not always be the business, right? Yeah. So, um you might be thinking, right, so we're doing this, I always do this, don't I, in every episode, we're doing this at this in April yeah. of 2021, right? Yeah. So the UK is just starting to open up, but the world of events, by the way, is not opened up. Nope. Uh, not until June. June the 21st, so... Despite the fact there's like six COVID cases in all of England or something. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the events industry in the UK is uh, still very much locked down, Um and so you might be thinking, well, why the hell are you employing staff for an events business that's not able to do very much right now? Well, it's one of the reasons for that is because we want to build out a team and just basically outperform and outsprint any of the competition. Yeah. While they're, I think you used the right analogy the other day. You said, while they're all asleep at the wheel, we'll be like racing down the track. Yeah. It's like, uh, absolutely. So that's why we're building a team. And it's not that we can't do those jobs. This is a mistake I think a lot of people make in a business is, oh, you only bring people in for jobs that you can't do yourself. Like, oh, I don't want to get involved in accountancy or bookkeeping, um, but I will do all the design and I will do all the social mm-hmm. media and I will do all the sales and all this kind of stuff because I could do that myself. That's fine. The problem with that is it removes you from being strategic in your company and puts you right at the front line 24-7 mm-hmm. and you will never do enough. Like if you have four, five, six, ten members of staff, all with very specific roles, revenue generating or revenue protecting roles in your company and you are staying strategic, you'll you'll make way more money and way bigger impact doing that than if you were doing nine of those roles. Yeah. And like, it's it's just, you just can't do it. It's impossible. But it's also more eyes and it's more innovation. Yeah, and creativity. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pushing, all of that's helping to kind of push everything forward. So I think kind of the the moral of this podcast, that I, the reason, the episode, you always say that I shouldn't say podcast, but podcast episode. Yeah. (laughs) Is that don't, you know, don't copy, don't copy just, directly because that's just that's just lazy 
copy via modeling you know do do look at your competition do look at ideas and get inspiration and make find ways of making it better and innovating but also don't be afraid of copycats because again that's what pushes you to innovate and that's what makes your business better and again it's i know they say what copying is the greatest form of flattery or something like that is the the phrase but it really is it means you're doing something right well innovation is something where you're thinking well i can't constantly be innovating because i used to find that quite intimidating when people used to sit there and say oh it's constantly evolving we're constantly re-looking at things and redesigning all this kind of stuff and i used to think well God, that's really hard to do because, like, surely you just run out of ideas and you run out of traction. Or I can't think of anything today, for example. But that's where, as a business owner, again, whether it's down to building out a team, because not if you, if you're saying anything, I can't build out a team. So then you need to figure out ways to build out feedback loops in your business yeah. that fuel that creativity. Whether that's through your client base giving you feedback about things that they would love to see happen, like whatever it is. But you need to. Think about how that works to make that process easier for you. And keeping yourself informed as well. You know, listening to like, or reading industry, um, you know, magazines or podcasts or whatever. Or um, TED Talks are great for seeing like innovative, innovation in general. And could that apply to your business in some way? It's about keeping yourself topped up with those ideas, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, I've never like on a me micro to small business side i've never seen anybody directly ripping somebody off and being re- and then becoming really successful mm. and i th- and uh, that is true however there's a whole nother level a rip off where um where it does work really well and that's that airbnb stuff that we read and mm-hmm. saw and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. So there was... Um, Again, it, that's concept-based, isn't it? They're not actually yeah, stealing that's any true. IP. Yeah, they were building idea. their own. They were just big competition, yeah. weren't they? But again, it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, that's because true. Because you've got someone along... Yes, they're, they're resourced, but unfortunately, that is just the way of the world. There's going to be people that well, are guys, resourced than you. Yeah, do you mind if I just pad that out? So yeah, the listeners course. know what that is. So basically, Airbnb, when they were starting, they're, they're a US-based company. And when they were, they're a small team... Really innovative idea, obviously, Airbnb. I think they had a couple of competitions. I can't remember at the time the name of them. You remembered them at the time when we talked about them. Hotel uh, or something. Yeah, I can't remember. But whatever. They were growing really comfortably and they're at, they had aspirations uh, to get into Europe and so on. And basically, um, there was a, a bit like we did with the photo booth hire company, really, isn't it? That where there's, there's basically these billionaire brothers or whatever they are based in uh, Europe. And what they do is they watch tech companies in the US, see what they do, and then deploy their resources, teams, and expertise to do basically the same and tie up that that area. And, and then go back to that US company and say, look, we've already built this, do you want to buy it? No, and, buy us or we'll buy you. Is oh what, yeah, or something like that. Or, or buy us or we'll, out, we'll take your market yeah. or something like that. And they're a real force because they're, they're like your worst nightmare as a competitor because they've got all the money, they've yeah. got uh, and they've got all the resources, and they could probably outperform. And I think at the time it was something like Airbnb had like a handful of offices in the US, like like literally I think it was still single digits, and these guys in Europe had like forty offices or something <laughs> like that across Europe. So they just completely like outperformed basically. Um, so, but you're right. 
that wasn't ripping off. That no. was the concept, was concept yeah. that they loved. They were highly funded and just ran. Yeah. Um, Which you're not going to stop. I remember when we first started the um, video works when it was Say It and people, some people were saying to us, oh, you want to be careful about putting the idea um, out there be- yeah. before you start. And, and it's just like, but you, you have to, otherwise you, you're not going to get anywhere. You have no. to kind of run with it and accept that there probably will be copycats. Well, you have to look at the size of the market you're trying to attract, yeah. right? It's like how many, there's going to be sharks, right? There's going to be, there's going to be, so am I in a situation where I'm in a really tiny pond and basically there's a handful of customers to share like the, if i get hold of them it's very lucrative but there's only like 10 customers or 100 customers and that's it in this market yeah, space yeah. so i have to do everything i can to capture every one of those or are you in a market where there's hang on there's millions and millions of people that i can reach and there's more than enough to share between everybody like it doesn't matter if a big fish comes in yeah even if i have this that's what zapier did right mm-hmm. the um, what was his name? The guy behind Zapier. Oh, it's uh, gone from my brain now. He um, passed away, didn't he? he last did, year, recently. I think it was. Shay, uh, Tony Shay. Tony Shay. Yeah. So he, um, one of the reasons why he got into Zapios, is it Zappos? It's not Zapios, is it? Zappos. Zappos. Um, it's a shoe. It's a, if you don't know what it is, it's an online shoe retailer. But when he, yeah, a great book called Delivering Happiness. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, the whole story of that that company. Um. But one of the light bulb moments for him and the reason why I wanted to get into it is because when he looked at, okay, well, if we just had 2% of the total available market, we'd have a multi-billion, I think it was like a $4 billion billion company. If we just had 2% of that current market. And I can't remember what, I remember looking at it now and the market's way bigger anyway now because obviously everything's gone online because this was starting in the early 2000s, I think. Um, might be late nineties for all I know, um, but I think Zappos at the time was like seventeen billion or something. Mm. It was like a huge, great company. Yeah, well, I mean, we've run the numbers on um, video works, mm-hmm. and the fraction that we need for what Tiny we want is so mark. small. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of room out there. Well, and... that gives you a relaxed approach to the market, yeah. right? Because it's like, okay, well. If we don't speak to everybody, it's yeah. like, what if we speak to a small number of people and completely blow them away? Yeah. What does that look like numbers-wise? Yeah. And if somebody else tries to compete, it's like, okay, well, how can we completely wow those people yeah. that we've put in front and of there, I mean, there, and there will, as I say, I keep saying it, but there will be copycats, but just concentrate on being you yeah. and doing the things that you do great. Um, and all will be well. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared of it. And like that was the big, that was the big wake up call for us with Smiley Booth. We were getting, like people were saying to us. I remember other people in the events industry were coming up to us going, yeah. "Oh, like because when we delivered for the photo be high stuff, people were going, this is I've never seen this before. This is amazing, yeah. and I want to tell all my friends all this kind of stuff." And then the and then the dynamic changed. Like like a couple of years in, people were coming. Up, I keep seeing photo booths popping up. That guy down the road, he's got yeah, one now. Yeah. And, that was, and they were expecting us to be like, oh my God, that's awful. And we were like, thank God. Because <laughs> we've just spent the last couple of years just banging our head against a brick yeah. wall, trying to get people to understand what we were yeah, actually I mean, trying to do. There is an element of, the, of it that, that sucks. Because I, I, one company in particular that was very close to us geographically just continually just copied everything that we did and yeah. it, it does get exhausting because you just think oh, and we're you suicidal just think with for the pricing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, it again it still pushes you to just keep being better and you will have your loyal fans i mean it was a little bit different different for us with smiley booth and always will be in that 
we're a bit of a one-time thing. People don't tend to be a loyal customer and stay with us because you tend to only use us one. We get yeah. the odd rebooking, but because they tend to be life events, like weddings and that, they're not happening all the time. So yeah, you, ha- you are like reinventing that customer wheel all the time. So it's difficult to build that loyalty. But a lot of businesses, that's that's not the case. People yeah. will stay loyal to you because they like the way you do things. Well, it's, uh, we did an episode on, I did the whole episode, but we discussed it about trying to create some subscription level into your yeah. business. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, that gives you a way bigger license to be creative, to build a bond with your customers on yeah, a way 100%. better level than than yeah one-off sales. Yeah, and then you have your, your tribe, don't you? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, and that's what... You know, lots of ninety percent of businesses have that. We're quite unique in, in that we have to, as I say, continually reinvent the wheel all the time. Yeah, well, it was um, one of the best things that supermarkets ever did is when they were moved their shopping online. They yes. effectively created a subscription type service yeah. for their client base. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. This whole caterpillar thing completely passed me yeah, by. Yeah, you should have a when you on your phone before you fall asleep tonight which you normally do you should have a quick look at it it's quite funny yeah so they're actually going to court then i think um what i read earlier um i think they've actually been to court now and m&s lost oh really i think so yeah um there was it it happened before so i'm not sure which one i was reading because it wasn't dated but i think they've just been to court but there there's there was another one with um brewdog the beer which was also audi right um and but they handled it completely differently. Like Brewdog mm. just just got on the comic side, like Audi yeah. did, and then they ended up bringing out something together, and it was right. a lot more positive kind of outcome. So, I mean, as you say, it happens all the time. Yeah, because but... they M and S could have dealt with that. From what I mean, I don't know anything about it other than what you told me, but they could have communicated in a similar fashion to Audi, yeah. but directed it at their market. Yeah, like they could have. There's loads of stuff they could have done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think they have come off worse in this, in my opinion. But, um, well, it's got us talking about them, though. But, I mean... And we've not just talked about them, but we've talked about the good things that M&S do. Yeah. So it's not all bad, is but, it? But, well, um, another example, because I, I saw this in a small business I'm, uh, group, I mean, is a company called Snooze Shade. That, um Snooze Shade. Right. They make um, shades for babies that go okay. over, like, the, the car or the pram or, like, on the car... Uh, window so right. that so that your baby can be out of the UV light and can sleep, um and um Audi ripped them off. I think it was Audi. It it was a supermarket. I, I'll have to double check that, but it it was a, yeah. a supermarket chain. Yeah. Not Audi. We don't know. Is that yeah, Audi? yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> we get sued. Yeah, exactly. It it was a supermarket chain, but they literally showed on this this Facebook group. Um, the picture of their branding and then the picture of the supermarket branding and mm. then theirs and it was like each bit and, and they had completely ripped them off. Right. And they were a small brand and I compl- and I don't agree with that. But at the same time, they also raised their profile and their yeah. audience yeah. because all of a sudden people at that supermarket chain, whichever it was, um, are going, oh, this is a cool yeah. thing. I'm not seeing this before. So well, there why are always pluses to it. Well... <laughs> This plus is providing that you can take the hits as an entrepreneur, mm. right? That's the thing. Cause and not get eaten up by it. And that's what I'm trying to say over this. Yeah. I, I see people really losing their shit over people copying them. And it's like, you, you've got to let it go. Well, not just, <laughs> you've got to let everything go as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, you've got to look at every single slap in the face as, okay, this is a weird way to get an opportunity, but I'm getting an opportunity. Yeah. I just haven't figured out what it is. What yeah. it is. Because yeah. if you look at every significant problem we've had, yeah. There's always the upside's way bigger than the problem. What you got to get through, yeah. Yeah, it's like 
And we're saying this in 2021, right? We had the, the one of the worst years ever last yeah. year, as many people did, but certainly the hardest, most uh, debilitating year ever in business last Definitely, year yeah. for lots of different reasons but every one of those problems and every one of those individuals that created those problems thank you very much because <laughs> none of the current opportunities that we're currently experiencing yeah. would have happened without those issues yeah. and that's the kind of mentality you have to be in in business yeah. isn't it it's like okay and and if you look at any success that uh, that people create for themselves they they never get to success because they were really bloody lucky. No. Um, there's luck involved, absolutely. But the vast majority of the time, it's been able to create some optimistic spin out of a bunch of... Yeah, and, and the outright copycats that just don't think of anything for themselves or innovate don't get anywhere. No. They stay... They may do all right, but they just stay very small and... Yeah, because they, have, they, they lack the innovative yeah. aspect. But and also remember that business is about more than just one aspect, yeah. right? It's... A business is a, is a set of systems and processes to deliver something that completely blows somebody away, that mm. makes them big fans of what you do. And, okay, someone might have ripped off the copy on your website. Okay, change the copy then. If, you, if it's like they won't change it, create better copy. Like, yeah. just constantly innovate. Yeah. You know, that's... Uh, and if you think, oh, I can't, find someone to help you that can because it yeah. makes all the difference, doesn't it? And anyone listening, because we're not in the UK at the moment, if you want to go and have a piece of M&S's cake and a piece of Audi's cake, I'd love to know which one you prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You'll have a load of M&S fans and Audi fans <laughs> yeah. just rowing. Yeah, I so, want to know. Yeah. Cool. So that, that was an episode I don't know. We think it was 105, and we promise that we will do 106 sooner than we have done the last well, we've few. Got, we've got another episode that's just about to be published yes. from a recording interview that you did the other day. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to be on the case tomorrow. We'll be doing another one tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye.